You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. I'm not sure. We had a little bit of Ice Ice Baby going on there. And uh, I am an alpha, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Shout them out. I don't know if you all heard the Ice Ice Baby going in the background. But listen, this is your host, Andre Ebron, the founder and the host of the Drawing Board Podcast. And the Drawing Board Podcast, as I've stated before, is a powerful, thought-provoking discussion that challenges the listener to examine their life and reimagine the possibilities. Have you ever felt like it's just time to reinvent yourself? You ever felt like, hey, I've been in this rut long enough? Or you're like, you know what, I have my life has actually gone the way I've planned it. But I really feel like I haven't actualized my full potential and there's still something in me that's aching to get out. I just want to, you know, experience life and experience, uh, you know, some life beyond the limits that I've set for myself or other people have set before me. But today I have a special guest in the studio. In studio, I wish I had a drum roll, please. All right, there we go. Got the drum roll in the back from the, the engineer, Kate. Uh, I have Jacquees Purefoy. ESQ, period. Please believe it. Business law. She has her own business. Uh, you know, Purefoy Business Law. Jacquees, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I am excited to be here tonight. Oh, absolutely. Glad to have you on. Uh, before we jump into all of the juicy meat of which we'll talk about tonight, where the title of tonight's podcast is Everything's On Go. If there's anything that you think that you want to do, it's on go. Literally, a decision away leads you in the direction of whatever it is that you envision or dream or think is possible. Make the decision, become resolved in your actions, and then put the grind and get it in. So, absolutely. So, yeah, let's, but let's, let's reflect. I'm trying to think, uh, Jacquees, when did we actually meet? Like, what, you know, I really don't know. You know, Facebook and social media is just so powerful. You know, you interact with so many people, so many good people. And I I really can't pinpoint when we met. But I know to me, like in my spirit is about education. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that we share uh, and value a lot. So it probably was something about education and you doing some work with Cornerstone um, because my daughter attended Cornerstone schools. So education or business in the community. Oh, yeah, it was education. It was um when I was directing admissions for Cornerstone Schools Association, shout out to Cornerstone Schools Association, all of the great work, the 25 plus years of making a mark in the community uh, for the cause of Christ and then the different charter schools that branched out to try to increase the opportunity for others in the city of Detroit to get a quality education. All right, I'll send you all the invoice for that shout out. Uh, <laughs> right. But I do also want to take the time to acknowledge Ernestine Sanders. Ernestine Sanders is a pillar in our community. Uh, she was the CEO, kind of like the headmaster of Cornerstone. Absolutely. She and was instrumental in making sure. She was like, Re money won't be a reason that your daughter can't attend the school. Because when Jasmine was going to Cornerstone, I was making about $25,000 a year. I mean, I totally couldn't afford Cornerstone. She said, come to me with a payment plan. And as long as you can stick to it, your daughter can stay here. And she uh, she made sure Jasmine was able to be a student there. Yeah, Ernestine Sanders was excellent. She uh, was my direct report when I was working for Cornerstone Schools Association. And, I mean, she really gave me the game and helped me understand how to move and operate, you know, throughout uh, 
in different realms of business. Because I'll tell you, in my heart of hearts, I'm an advocate. And uh, I'm an advocate almost to uh, the fault. You know how you have advocates that will fight tooth and nail. <laughs> right. And, and the fight is over and they're still fighting. Sure. And you had to learn. I had to learn in different environments uh, with different groups, socioeconomic groups, with different uh, cultures, everything. There, There is a way, a skilled way to accomplish the end goal without actually having to fight in a way that I was accustomed to fighting. Sure. And I was, I'm going to tell you, my voice, like paint on a, on a brand new wall, I would leverage. It didn't matter who was in the meeting. I would say, excuse me, we are here for this reason. <laughs> you know, and unless you are prepared to look these people in the face and say that you're definitely not going to do this, then this is the direction we're headed. You know, and that's how. <laughs> Pat, you yeah. was passionate. Oh, man, the they passion thought was, was. They thought you was an angry black man. Though. Oh, man, they did. Mm-hmm. And I was. um and it, do you know, I, it's been other realms that I've worked in, uh, especially with child advocacy, with social work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the shirt you have on. Thank uh, you. Black Attorneys Matter. Yes, we do. Uh, so throw it down. Um, <laughs> uh, the Black Law Association. Um, my, my man, um, Donovan Johnson, he just graduated last year from Mercy. Not Mercy, but uh, U of D Law. And uh, he's out um, in Grand Rapids doing some really good things. That's my that's my Sans. I shouted him out. That's my ace of the line. That's what's up. You know. And so, Jacquees, I know you are involved in so much. And when when we met, one of the things that I loved, and even following you on Instagram and following you on Facebook, is that I would like call you the plug. <laughs> I mean, it seems like whenever uh, you meet somebody new. Like you aren't afraid to expose them to a resource that can take them to their next level. Yeah, you got to share. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the only way we come up. You know, I, and people ask me all the time, "What's your title?" You know, for me, I'm a connector. Okay. And um, I don't know if you noticed, you did a, you did the plug of um when you made the post. It was like Purefoy Business Law. Yeah, I'm an attorney, but I'm so many more. I'm so many things. And the biggest hat for me is being a connector. Um, and just trying to be what other people uh, need me to be because everybody can't be at the table. So when you're at the table and you got the resources, you got to give back, pull people to the table. And when they're not, maybe not, they're not ready to be at the table, that you share what you've gotten from the table. That's very important to me. Okay, so break that down because there is um, and there are listeners right now who may not know because I've been there. So I'll tell you, there was a time with my business I had more business cards and mints than I had product. No, this is the real thing. Not I had mints, bro. Yeah, it was it was more business cards and flyer and some mints, you know, because I figured if I if I leveraged my voice and I had my passion and I had the technical capacity to get it done, but I was at the it was like the genesis of what I was creating. So I was out there with a hope and a prayer and out there really ready and just wanted an opportunity, but in a lot of ways I wasn't ready to be at the table. Sure. So what do you say to a person right now uh, who has the passion for it? Uh, they may ha- even have some formal education or some schooling, and they, they're lacking that experience, and they're hungry to be at the table. What do you say to them? I say continue to work hard and be visible. And look at who you want to emulate or who you want to be in the community and give them a call. I mean, I think about the first job I got out of law school. I called up Congressman Hanson Clark's office. All right. Um, he had just won to be a U.S. Um, House of Representative. And I said, you know, I'm from Detroit. And I'm passionate and I want to serve. Let me, you know, let me back up. Before he got to Congress, he was a s- senator. Yes. And I said, I want to volunteer. See, so you can't be too good to say, everybody, where's the money? Where's the money? But people want to see where your heart is. 
you know, people want to see where your passion lies. And I've been very blessed to do work that I would do for free to get paid. And I'll say that one more time. I've been very blessed to get paid to do work that I would do for free. Oh, awesome. So it, it's not just a passion, uh, but it, it is more about who you are as a person. Sure. Yeah. So uh, let's unpack that for a minute. Okay. So you have been blessed to do work, mm-hmm. to get paid to do work right. that you would do for free. And that I've done for free. That you've done for so free. So when you think about what you just said, the question was, you know, somebody's listening and they want to get to the table, but they don't know how. Identify who's at the table and then help them be of service. To me, I feel like I'm a social service engineer. You got to be a servant. You got to be able to serve before you can lead. And you need to learn how to serve others. So find out, identify who you want to emulate, who's doing the work you want to do, and ask them, how can I help you? How how can I be of service? I see you have this event. Can I come fold some flyers? Can I be a greeter at your event? And and don't be scared to get dirty. I mean, I think about, I love Kim, the artist, K-E-M. Yes. And he has the Mac and Third um, nonprofit where he puts on a free concert and, you know, I would pay, totally pay for concerts. I love to go see Kim, but I reached out and I said, what can I do to be of service? And they had a volunteer day. We volunteered for 20 hours, like straight oh, wow. cleaning up needles, bottles. Uh, it, you know, it was like where homeless people slept trash. It was really, really humbling experience. So, again, I say how to get to the table, identify who's at the table, and then look at what you can do to be of service. And that may not come with a paycheck. Oh, absolutely. And so what's interesting, though, when I get a chance to meet some of these um, people who are looking to launch out in business, like the service component seems to be a lot of times the furthest away from what it is that they want to do. Because a lot of times when people are thinking about entrepreneurship, they're thinking about not having to uh, submit to anybody else instructing or guiding or leading. And I've seen a lot of people in a, in a lot of ways isolate themselves, uh, from that wisdom that you just shared. So you heard it here. Jacquees Pierre said, if you want to get to the table, keep working hard and don't be afraid to serve. Identify the, the Bible says like this, mark the perfect man. Take a look, you know, make sure you take a look and see who's working and surveying and, uh, don't be afraid to reach out to them and to volunteer. Another strong principle that you share uh, for me that has so much like biblical references, it says you need to support and help another person materialize their vision. And in that, your vision begins to come to pass. Absolutely. And when you need someone else, guess what? People are going to be running with you, running to you with open arms. How can I support you? How can I be there for you? Because you've been there for so many people. I mean, it's 2018. I've, I feel like I've taken a break from life really the last two or three, four years. But even on my break and sabbatical, I've been plugging everybody else because I know when I'm ready to hit the ground and God has said, Jacquees, this is what you're going to do, that I'm going to need support from other people. And I pray that. The, the fact that I've been serving and volunteering and helping others while I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do next, that they'll be willing to say, you know what, let's be a pillar for you. Absolutely. So a couple of things that you called yourself and I have your bio before me. It's, <laughs> it's so rich with everything, but I love how organically these things have come out. Uh, you, you said, I am a connector. I am a social. This is what you said. You said, I am a social service engineer. I like that. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yeah. When you said that and, an engineer begins to craft and build and to grow. So I call you the plug, the social <laughs> service engineer, um, 
the one who is not afraid to share and full of so much wisdom. So I also want to bring into the show, uh, Kate, I need another, another drum roll, please. All right, drum roll out there. All right, thank you, Kate. All right, the Reverend Doctor. No, oh, <laughs> the good don't. Reverend, uh, one of my good friends, the founding pastor, the senior pastor of Commonwealth of Faith Church out of Metro Detroit, located in Redford. The good township. Yeah, the good township of Redford. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So we were just talking about, and uh, on your way here, we were talking about how tonight's theme and tonight's uh, title of the message uh, is, or title of the podcast, is Everything's On Go. And how you have to be ready with boots on the ground, become resolute in your spirit and your mind on what you want to accomplish. And so, uh, Brother Reverend Torian, uh, I'd like to bring you in. First, let me make this introduction. Uh, and I know we're on air, but hey, this is life. So we're going to make the connection. All right. So, uh, Torian, this is Jacques. Jacques, this is nice Torian. Hey, go All right. Go. Yeah. Go green. All right, so yeah, you see, you here it's going down already. All right, I did. I had a question before, before all of my U, for all of my U of M fans, I have a question. Oh my god, I do. Before we move on, if you lose seven years in a row, is it still called a rivalry? I don't think so. No. Yes, it is. We beat y'all. Roll back. Oh, roll oh. back. <laughs> Rollback. It's a, right. you know it's still a rivalry, and it's still I think a rivalry? that's that's what a comp- competition is about. You know, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And we, we got beat pretty, pretty nastily. You know, I but was... we're going to be still ready next year, and I'm going to trash. Uh-huh. I saw still, a lot of your posts man. that, you know, I saw all of that was maize and blues. I saw a pie with the M, you know, kind of <laughs> stamped in there. And I saw thank, happy things. I said, oh, she is ready. Yeah. Ready I'm to ready. go. Yeah. So shout out to all of my Go Blue U of M fans and diehards out there. You know, keep believing. You know, never let go of the faith. Keep holding tight. And so I have a Spartan sitting to the left of me. Uh, yeah. And so, Torian, I have had the the privilege of kind of watching portions of your journey. Um, we were talking about the drawing board, um, and we're going to jump right into it if we may. What what actually gave you the unction to say, you know what, it's time for me to take a leap of faith and start Commonwealth of Faith Church? This is something that got planted in me years ago while I was serving. Oh, awesome. Like you said, you work someone else's vision, and somehow, some way, God gives you yours. I served as the special assistant to my pastor, Pastor Solomon Willie Kenlock of Triumph Church. Okay, shout out to Triumph. Shout out to my past. Okay. And, <laughs> and in that, I remember when when my wife and I joined, there was about mm, 10,000 and four different campuses. And by the time I had transitioned off campus, I mean, off the actual staff, there was 30,000 members across seven or eight campuses. Oh, awesome. I was personally tasked with renovating three of those. And I did the operations for, I did the operations for that. And so um, in that, I was able to actually see, oh, this is something that I sort of like doing. And God, what it, what is it that you have for me? And um, pastoring is a unique occupation because you have to be called to do it. Absolutely. This is, believe me, this is not something starting a brand new church. It is not something I would not wish on my worst enemy. Okay. 
It is dirty. All right. It is community based. Okay. It is grassroots. Yes. And I work full time. I'm married. I have a very young son. He's eight, he'll be 18 months Sunday. Oh yeah, Hunter. And shout out to Jasmine. And shout Hunter. out to Jasmine and Hunter who are at who are at uh church right now. Okay. And I mean, we it's a hands it's a 24 hour 7 day a week 365 kind of job. And you do it and you're saying, "Okay, this is good because you are judging what you believe is actually going on." But then God shows you, "No, there's no there's more. There's more." So I sort of like say I'm a mixture between J.R. Ewing and the little engine that could. I just always seem to get it done. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> so um, I am, uh, we are just proud and happy of what God is, has us allowed us to do. Okay. But the bottom line is I served for years and years and years and years and years and years. I served and I still serve. Like there are guys who don't know me as Torian that don't know me as Jasmine's husband, but as Kenlock's boy. Yeah. And it's because of that that doors have even opened for me. Yeah. But you have to be humble in your ex-service. So God honors that. So let's extract some principles here. Um, we talked about what does it take to get to the table. And a couple of things that have really resonated strong in our conversation is that, number one, you have to identify who's at the table and who you want to emulate. So after you d- identify who you want to emulate, you have to be willing to reach out and connect with them. So as the connector, as a person who's serving, you all are serving, I'm serving, uh, you have to be willing to undergird that vision. And uh, like you said, J.R. Ewing mm-hmm. and the little engine that could <laughs> actually go ahead and get the job done. Right. Uh, I say there are three type of people in the world, and I want to loft this to you all and see what you think. I said there, there are those who are extremely passionate, and they're always willing to articulate their passion. Mm-hmm. There are those who are extremely competent, and generally they're like, you know, four-day-old uh, turkey that have, you know, they're kind of bland. They are, they, sometimes they're extremely competent, but the passion is just lacking. It's like, you know, I, I know you know your stuff, but it's just like, it's like real bland. Like, you know, the chicken that's, uh, kind of dry, so you pour the barbecue no, sauce on it. No, I don't got no dry chicken. No, I mean, you don't got no dry chicken either. Okay, well, listen. But I, 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 I'm going. I'm trying yeah, to follow, yeah. follow me. Okay. Yeah. And it's then you have those, that. yeah, those who are, you know, uh, extremely passionate and competent. And I think mm-hmm. that is the perfect blend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is who I have sitting before me today. Is like your passion comes through just organically, but then like your competency is rich because what I what I feel that. Uh, and the people that I encounter a lot, um, they have one or the other. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And I run into a lot of people who are pioneers, who are starting a lot of things. And those are like in my personal networks. But what I found is because we are a lot of times entrenched and engulfed around people who are a lot like us, right. that we assume that this is the greater majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because we're only around, uh, and I'll just use this for an example, is that People in your circle generally have master's degree or advanced degrees, and that's who you hang with all of the time. And maybe you kick it with people now, but now, now. But but that's but not. You still got to keep your hood people. You, you know when yeah, you got to make that phone you. call. Come oh, yeah. on, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they they still there. Okay, now, yeah. We, you don't post about those necessarily interactions anymore. You can, yeah, you can't post about that stuff. But you you won't be as a pastor. He got to know who Ray Ray and Pookie is, right? He does. Because if somebody comes, do you know break, Ray Ray? Breaking the windows in the church, that's where you're gonna go. Who 
you know who got who then broke in here and then did X, Y, and Z. He know what phone calls he need to make. So you can't just be with your PhD friend. Those are, those are great. Those are the people you going, you know, different functions and maybe got the passport. And you're traveling with your family. Him and Jasmine the Hunter, they, you know, yeah, they turkey Caicos with. Yeah, right. But you got to also had a person who can't get the passport and can't get into Canada. Come on. You need them to. Absolutely. I had a situation <laughs> last Sunday. We had the Detroit News with us and something just said something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> this guy walked off of the street. And I could hear him in my office and he backflips into the church. All right. And he begins to crip walk. Okay. And he makes the entire church uncomfortable. Now, you know, we are Baptist board and we Baptist bread. And when we die, we'll be Baptist dead. So, you know, we, you know, there's some movement, but it's not a whole lot of movement. Okay. So I said, okay, sir, are you all right? Yeah, Reverend, I'm just trying to praise the Lord. Oh, oh, and starts dancing like break dancing. That sounds like my kind of guy. Praise the Lord. And so I get up to preach and I say something that this gentleman doesn't like. And he stops the sermon and calls me an MFer right in the middle of church. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And in that moment, you're chosen. Do you want to be Torian or you want to be pastor? <laughs> right. So, listen, that's when you got to get your. Oh, that, that goes the sound. That's when you got to get your Peters. See, yeah. <laughs> hope you got security, yeah, brother. Security. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you allow people to come in off the street because that's what church is about, reaching the highways, the byways. The least uh, lost and the left behind. Absolutely. Um, but it's also some order that has to be in the house. And one of the things that's interesting about my ministry is that uh, that is who ends up being drawn toward me the most. Like when people come off the, off the street, they say, Minister Ebron. Because like I have, God has given me a gift to connect with people that way. Um, like I was sharing with Jacquees before we came on air, you know, I was a social worker for years. And so my mom was a social worker. My goddad was a pastor. So like I have been working with the community like all of my life. So I, I love it. Sometimes I, I drive through just because that's where I feel most comfortable. Mm. You know, I tell my wife, I said, I love where we live now. I really do. I said, but if I'm feeling kind of gully and I just want to put my hat on to the back and throw my, you know, throw my Tim's on or something like that, I know that I'm going to be a suspect in my own neighborhood. You know where to go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so uh, what I'm saying is you definitely have to walk with kings, but yet keep the common touch. Okay. Mm. And, you know, that's one of my favorite poems, you know, If by Rudyard Kipling. And so it says, if you can walk with kings, but keep the common touch. And that is what we have to be able to do. So we were talking about everything being on go, Torian. And one thing I know, and your sure daughter's name is Jasmine, Jasmine right? Yes. Yeah, so that's great. So when we're talking about Torian's Jasmine, we're not talking about Jacquees' Jasmine, but it's interesting. No, because she's not married yet. Yeah, she's not married yet. But what school is she at, though? <laughs> what school is Love she at? School. Huh? She's not in She's not in Ann Arbor, unfortunately. Yes, but where where is she at, uh, Jacquees? Where Do is deductive she? reasoning, folks. She's at a state school, and she's not in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I mean, she could be in Grand Rapids, at Grand Valley. She, she could. could be so what, what school is she at? I just want to hear it. Where is your money going? That's what I. My daughter currently resides in East Lansing. Yeah, she and a child should leave them. That's what the Bible says. Well, you know your children will do things that you don't always approve of, but you know you raise them up to be independent, and it can backfire. It can. Her first, her first Halloween costume was the cutest little U of M cheerleading outfit. Right. And you know we've gone to all these games, all these tailgates, graduations, and she just said, you know, mom, I'm going to the spirit of the Lord. Let her elsewhere. It's fitting though. She Jasmine's not really competitive. You know, she's 
she's very mild and a meek child. So so she's in the right. No, and all jokes is that she's in the right environment because it's really cutthroat in Ann Arbor. It really is. Well, listen, I I appreciate um, when we met and I got a chance to hear. And if if anybody and all of those people who follow Jacquees, you know how much love and passion she has for her daughter. In fact, she just made some greens uh, here (laughs) for Thanksgiving, had had Jasmine and her friends knocked out. Yeah, because, you know, people like you're going to cut the collard greens? And I'm like, yeah. It was like, oh, I just get them out the glory bag. And I was like, my mama, I don't know nothing about the glory bag. I said, I got to go and I got to weigh them and then I got to get them and I got to come home and wash them and I got to let them soak. And then I roll them up and then I get the big knife and then I cut them. Yeah. And I massage them in the water. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, my mom is from Mobile, Alabama. My dad is from from Pritchard, Alabama. Eight Mile. Eight Mile, yeah. And, uh, um, so yeah, I don't know about the glory bag. So I I I had to put in work. And then I then saw you. You put the turkey, but man, that turkey the turkey wings took forever. I had to boil them. Turkey wings were like five hours. Not those bland ones he was talking not about. The bland I mean, not the bland turkey. No, 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 so no. much smoke, smoke turkey, the smoke turkey. Yeah, to fall off the bone. Yeah, my lord. So one thing when I when I heard about your journey when we were talking, and I sent this to you in the email, we were sharing. Because I, I never forget, especially when somebody shares a portion of their story with me. Uh, and you were uh, you were in law school. Um, so, yeah, shout out. You know, uh, you still are a part of an elite group of people uh, who and I know you don't like to draw that distinction of elitism uh, because it's I not mean, about. Being, she did go to U of M. She so did that. go to U of M. <laughs> oh, she, I taught that yeah. hard. Okay. That's, but, yeah, that, that's. Yeah. But what what drove me most is when I heard about how you fought tooth and nail and really just appreciated the grace that was given when she was at Cornerstone and how you just continue to set up a standard of excellence for her. Uh, But in the same vein, you still gave her the space to be an individual and how you have like, and that takes a lot of grace uh, to be able to watch people you love make decisions that you don't necessarily 100% agree with. Or you loathe. or Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, because for me, the competition, it, it is real. I mean, I've always yeah. wanted to be a Wolverine. So her going there just was like, Rah! but in all seriousness, I'm glad yeah. that she's getting education. Yeah. Period. And she's she's been a great girl. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then with Torian, uh, you got a, a chance to share with me because we are friends and you have shared uh, part of your drawing board story um, is like you talk about you had a house fire. Yeah, a week be- uh, a week to the day before Thanksgiving four years ago, we were at work. My neighbor called me and said, hey, are you barbecuing? I said, no. He said, you better get- you better hurry up and get home. Yeah. My wife and I drove home, and it seemed like that three actual block radius from seven mile to six mile took about 30 minutes. Okay. And I could see the fire trucks. I could see the cop. I mean, they had the entire block locked up because of our house fire. We get there and there's absolutely nothing. Everything's gone. Wow. The dog's gone. The wedding dress, the wedding gifts, the house that we had saved for and we bought is now gone. I was just serving at church the night before. I am cognizant of the fact that my wife and I decided that night that neither of us were going to go to work the next morning. We get up and the spirit of God says, get up and go to work. Okay. We take the dog. We kiss the dog. We say, all right, Brody, we'll end up seeing you later. We lock him in his room. 
We back out the driveway, and what we did not know was that the actual fire had already started while we were in the house, mm. in the walls. So by the time it was actually visible, it had literally burned for hours. Wow. You know, it's an amazing thing because we are, we are blessed. I don't have a problem with saying that. You know, Jasmine and I come, we're like the, the Huxtables. You know, both of our parents went to college. My mom went to college. My grandmother went to college. Her grandmother went to, you know what I mean? I mean, we come from a pretty decent background. Right. And, you know, we, you know, for the most part, know how to go up, but and we love going up. But sometimes, you know, you got to be, you know, life meets you, and you got to be able to go down sometimes. And Andre, I remember the only thing I had from the house fire that I could wear was a sweater that I had on that day that my wife bought me that I hated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hated that sweater, and, and, I mean, and it's the only thing that I only piece of clothing I had. Jasmine had four closets worth of clothes, and all of them were gone. Mm. Please tell me you had insurance. Yes, thank God. Yeah, um, but you're <laughs> cognizant of. But then, the, then there was a fight amongst the insurance oh, oh, company. Of course, yeah, they never want to pay out. You know, and you know, you, you know about that. But God was. <laughs> I mean, and then six months, we walked into a brand new house. There we go. With more land, with that was bigger. That. We had more, more, more actual space. And now we're looking at it four years later, like, wait a minute, where did we get all this stuff from? Yeah, ex- absolutely. And so in that, um, I remember going to sleep that night, <clears throat> the night of that house fire and holding my wife and realizing that was the only thing. And I'm not saying this to be sexist or chauvinistic. That was the only physical possession that I had was my wife. Mm. That, that was that. That was that. That sweater, my wedding ring that I had on, and Jasmine. And vice versa. And um, so we go from there. We buy a new house. We're getting settled in the new house, and ovarian cancer knocks at the door. Mm-hmm. I, I remember this because a Hindu doctor she had and still has told me that my wife was going to surely die at 25. Take her home, Reverend. There's nothing we can do for her. She Jasmine beats that on her 25th birthday, buys a brand new Cadillac. And now we are actually faced with the fact that she's never going to have kids. Because of the cancer. Because of the cancer. Shout out to GM. Hope you all make it. <laughs> I mean, just. <laughs> hey. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> you say brand new Cadillac. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, and that's. I have a I have a nice GM story too. I have a, I have a GM story. Wait, wait, before, before we get to the GM I mean, story, God uh, always has God always has met us. Yeah, and God has whenever when I mean God has hit the reset button on us. Life has hit the reset, and God has always been there to meet us. Yeah. So in four years, you lost your home. Uh, your wife was diagnosed and she beat ovarian cancer. You walk into a brand new house. You buy a new Cadillac. I didn't buy it. She bought. Well, she bought it. Let she me buys. Make, yes, she, yeah. she buys a new Cadillac. Jazz, you bought the Cadillac. There we okay? go. All right. So, Shout out to Jazz. Yeah, Jazz. Bought, she bought the Cadillac. Uh, and now you have a son, 
and another child on the way. Yeah, shout out to that. Shout out. Yeah, oh. the big news just yeah. announced last Thursday. Oh, okay. right. I'm gonna say you're not yeah. dropping bombs. Yeah, he, oh, you know, dropping oh. bombs. That's what so I wait do. Wait a minute, did yeah. Jasmine has Jasmine approved that? Boom! Boom! <laughs> it, it it is now the entire world internationally knows that Jasmine is with child. Yes. All right, and so now you have. Unplanned too, you know. Well, we had a, well now, hold, hold on, no, no, hold no, on. no, and, and hold and, it. And I can say that right. because uh, we had so much help with Hunter because they were deeming her not able to have kids. So mm-hmm. right. I can tell you the moment that Hunter was conceived. I think when the <laughs> hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, good Remy gets the in your system. When the Hey, listen, listen. When the Remy and those, you know, when the Remy's in your system, ain't no telling. Yeah. And I think that's how this one happened. He's about sun. to have me come to his church. He, yeah, glory listen, to God. He gonna, he's gonna have. He got Jay Z lyrics and everything else. Uh, but the interesting thing is, Jacquees, share with us a part of your drawing board story. What part you want to hear? Hey, listen, whatever part you want to tell. Oh, man. Uh, share a part of my drawing board story. The reason why I became a lawyer was uh, just wanted more for my daughter. Mm. You know, um, I'm 36 with a 22-year-old. So I had Jasmine in eighth grade. Okay. And, um, and many people never thought I would persevere or amount to anything and I really just made a decision that I wanted to have the life that I felt my mother had prepared for me absolutely you know she my mom drove a smart bus <clears throat> um and put us through private school so I went to St. Matthew I went to Dominican um and and she said you know education is key but um I had made a decision we I was hooping one day you know being young all my friends are kind of older Oh yeah, so like a hooper, 16. huh? Yeah, hooper. Did, did you did you hit him with the crossover? Oh, hit him with the crossover. Okay, got all right. The, got the three. Got, got the you know. Three? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Put, I got can the, see. the post game strong because I got four brothers. I'm the only girl. Okay. So you know you hooping and then you and then, and you always around guys. So you you at 13, 14, you beginning to have these feelings and thoughts. So I was like, oh, let's just kind of take a break and explore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, you go explore. And I was like, oh, that was why am I doing that? Not to know that. Oh, look, I'm pregnant. But because I was an athlete, you know, my um, cycle was irregular anyway. So not not having it happen wasn't a big, big, big to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't gain any weight. So I got an eight pack. You know, I'm 140 pounds. I went to basketball practice the night before I gave birth. Wow. Yeah. I'm putting up 42 points a game. So it was nothing that that dictated or showed that I uh, was with child. Yeah. At the time, I just ended up going to the hospital the next day thinking that I had a bad basketball practice. And uh, so anyway, Jasmine was born. Fast forward, you know, I ended up, uh, Jasmine was born April of 96. I started high school, uh, August 96. And my mom was just like, you just going to go to school and finish school. And that's just going to be that. So I finished high school. I graduated from high school in um, 17, um, June 4th, 2000. Wait a minute. We share the same graduation date. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's June, it. June 4th, 2000. Let's go. Shout out to 2000. Shout out to th- 2000. And then I started at U of M like June 25th, I think. June Between June 21st and June 25th, 2000. And I finished there three years, eight months. Got two degrees, one in English, one in American My culture. Lord. Come on. Went to work for the NAACP for a year, but I wanted more. Okay. Um, 
quit my job at the NAACP in uh, May of 2006, went to law school, pa- finished law school in May of 2010, passed the bar the first time, got a job out in D.C. with Congressman Hanson Clark. And then just, just you know, just God just been blazing away for me to make a difference to be a change agent in Detroit. And uh, it's just been it's been a crazy, fun journey. All right. So cool. I, that that is amazing. There's so much in there that I want to <laughs> yeah, so much cool. in there that it's like that, where I even start. Yeah, that I want to unpack. Uh, but what what really that what grew from from both stories, like there was a resolve that something better was definitely coming. Like even though there were bumps in the road, like for bumps. you, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> little bumps you know, in the road, yeah, that's what you know, having a baby, you ain't know you was hey, pregnant. Listen, oh, you know that. Well, like MC Hammer said, you know, I what mean, do you say? Pumps on the bumps, yeah, pumps. you know. <laughs> See, don't act like you don't know it, Elder. <laughs> yeah. See, hey, this these pastors th- off the chain. Hey, listen, hey, these it, it happens, and so, um, but. To because there are so many people who may share that narrative, yeah. but their story is completely different. Yeah, because you know what? For one, you got to stop having sex. Teenagers, if you're listening, your kids get knocked up, you get pregnant once. You got to say, okay, what's the common denominator here? One what do I? One equals three. If you say, okay, I'm a teen parent, that <laughs> happens, but yeah. you don't want to have any more kids. You say, I don't want to have any more kids. Unlike the good pastor here who has, you know, his, they were experiencing things that they didn't think that. Um, they could uh get pregnant. Right. It's a real easy equation on how babies are made. Like it's really, really simple, and it can be really, really quick. Okay. And, <laughs> right. It, it, and it when you're 13 and 16, yeah. there's a total. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it don't take much. So yeah. for me, it was like, what do I need to stop? And I and I had to refocus. Literally, I am not gonna do that act anymore. Sticking to basketball. I'm sticking to basketball. <laughs> All right. Because basketball. because financially, I can't afford it. Emotionally, I can't afford it. Spiritually, I can't afford it. Physically. It almost killed me. So mm. it was just like it was so many things that I had to make. I made a decision. I'm not going to do that thing anymore. Absolutely. And I'm going to focus solely on school and sports. So I just immersed myself in education. I ended up graduating salutatorian in my class. Congrats. I was a, the captain of basketball, softball. Like So my life was just really about jazz and, and school and church and just being on the straight and narrow. And so another component of everything being on go, it takes such intense focus. Yeah. Yeah. And so – um, my pastor, who's chief apostle, Dr. Carolee Dixon, I shout her out on every podcast because, I mean, that is my rock that has helped helped me through so much as a young man, um, says it like this, said, the greatest enemy to success is not a lack of ambition, but is broken focus. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of people who are extremely ambitious. But it's that level of focus of being able to see it through to completion to the end. There was so much about your story that I could identify with, besides the fact that I graduated school at seven, high school at 17. Let's hold it down. <laughs> hold it All down. right, class, class of 2000. <laughs> you know, I, I, I work at a school. So I had to, when I blew it up, I was okay, like, boom. I realized, oh man, I'm around adults. I, ra- I go, okay. ar- hey, listen, I go around giving people fist pounds and blowing it up, and they look at me like, oh my God. But yeah, shout out to Dawson. But what I was saying is, uh, about yeah, I gotta give love to all of my kids at Dawson Elementary Middle School. We love y'all. Shout out to y'all, DPSCD. We are doing great things. Let's keep it going, keep it moving. Um, but when I listen to the commonality of the stories and I look at the the success and really what I what I feel not just the success because that's not what I like to focus on. What I'm I'm sitting with people who are fulfilled. Like there's a difference. Not meaning that there's not more to get, yeah. but when I when I'm sitting with people who like are fulfilled and have a sense of purpose of family 
and success. Like those components. And I guess it depends on like each person's definition of success. But like when I get a chance to not meeting and sitting down and talking to you all, there's such a level of peace and fulfillment mm-hmm. that comes. Mm-hmm. Because I you know, the the rat race is a real thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And when you get it when you get out there and when you are ultra competitive, <clears throat> like I mean that 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 vibe can really like Go ahead. But what you got to also understand, too, with the race, you be in a race by yourself. Okay. Realize that other people are in the race. But see, for me, when I'm running yeah, or when I bench myself, because I've done that, too, these last two years. Okay. I'm not comparing myself to other people. I'm not like, okay, I'm 36, but I don't own a house. Or I'm 36 and I haven't done this. You know, the different things that I think society places upon us. Like you said, having peace. Do I have peace? Am I happy? Absolutely. Do, do I have joy? Mm-hmm. And that's for me, that's where I'm striving for joy. You know, and if people don't know, if you listen, the difference between joy and happiness Come on, is Robert. joy is everlasting. All right. You know, it's happiness is temporary. Yeah. So for me, I'm striving for joy. What what do I need to do in my lane to have joy? I, I think of it as you have to be truly thoroughbred. Explain. Racehorses, when they are running, okay. they have blinders on and they run their race. They are not able to see who is to the right of them, who's to the left of them. They just in their lane and they run in their race. Social media gives us the snapshot of everybody's best foot forward. Okay. And I know for me, just last night or I know I, it was recently, I had to unfollow some other folks okay because i found myself like oh my god like you said i'm 31 they have a church they have a church how come my churches are having six or seven services and in that i had to refocus okay on my race with my blinders on put my head down and just run my race right right that's amazing yeah so keeping keeping people who can how important is it to keep people around you that can keep you grounded? Oh, absolutely. Critical. Well, talk to me about Critical. That. And anybody who's ne- – my friends are like, Jacquee, I will drop you in a – like a hot potato. <laughs> uh-huh. I cannot stand negativity. And I'm talking about people who's constantly living in a constant state of negativity. Right. I mean, we all get down. Yeah. You know, we, we have bad days. But I'm talking about people who never can see the good in anything. And you got to understand that, too – you always can't share your vision with other people. Come on. Absolutely. Because sometimes your vision is so big, so big. and so lofty yeah. that it sounds crazy. And you know what? If your people aren't telling you, wow, that's kind of, you sure? If people aren't looking at you sideways with what you want to do, you might not be doing enough. You might not be. And you might be doing a lot, but that doesn't mean that you're getting a lot done. Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, I'm in a fortunate situation that I've been friends with my leadership team, my board members, my trustees in at training, deacons in training, on average for about 15 years. Okay. So our church was literally birthed out of conversations held at 3 a.m. in our living room, in our basement, people that we've actually traveled with. And not only are they able to receive things from me, they're able to correct me in a loving way. When I, when I, you know, when I, when I stop becoming pastor, then I go back to being Torian. All right. <laughs> and, and they quickly, uh, 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 you being Torian now. And so having that accountability, cause, okay. cause, cause that's really what it was. I mean, I mean, and it's just people, like I said, um, one of them's, um, Paige. I met Paige 
when I met my wife, Paige kids are me and Jasmine's got kids. Yes. And Paige can Paige can come over to our house. She comes over. She sits down and she asks Torian questions and she wants to ask her pastor questions. And there's a mixture between that. But when I may have said something that she may not understand, she says, okay, Torian, slow down for me. Okay. And you have to have those people that knew you before. Mm. Okay. Because what I've learned is that some people are in love with the idea of you and not you. Amen okay. to that. Yeah. When you, when That's you, real. Let's, <laughs> let's pause and take a, a New York minute. Right. That, that was good right there. All right. <laughs> and when, when That's you, real. And when I you agree. have people that are in love with the idea of you, of, of what you may be. Okay. Who you going to be? Because I believe that God has that. I've known Andre before the actual podcast, almost before he was the elder Andre, probably about Dre uh, stage, so, you know. So, so hold on. I, I, I am, a, believe it or not, I am a minister, and the elder, all of that good stuff is coming. The titles are all that good stuff. But just one oh, for, okay. for the Excuse record. Me. Yeah, yeah. Excuse I, me. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Please. No, please no problem. Yeah. And so, I, so um, he and I can have conversations that are pre-ministerial, mm-hmm. that are for me, pre uh pre actual hunter, pre church planter, when I just worked. And Andre has a unique way of reminding you when you have forgotten what God has done for you. <laughs> we all need people like that. I mean, I have I mean there's Andre, there's Laron, there's Marcel, and if I mean and those three brothers of mine. Those are the ones that when I when I need to lean, those are the ones I'm leaning on. Because they said, Torian, remember, remember you was in that snare, but God got you out. And then there's Jasmine. You have to have people around you. Right. That are always rooting for you because it's you with no strings attached. Absolutely. Those relationships that you can have that they're not looking for what it is you can do for them. They're not looking to leverage or how they can benefit from a relationship with you. They just actually love the real you. Yeah. Yeah. And those uh, Bishop Jakes has a thing talking about your constituents, your comrades, your cronies. And then those who because some people are there because they're for what you're for. Right. Some people are there because they're against what you are against. And then there are people that are there actually for you. Sure. And I mean, come hell or high water, come, a, you know, a million in the bank or, or raising nine million um, or yeah. zero or zero. Oh, Right. Zero. I mean, we, yeah. shout out to my friend Robert Mack. Man, okay. it's all about friendships. Robert Mack, shout Robert out Mack. to you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're listening, shout, shout out to Robert Mack. If, yeah, like you said, friends who, when you get that, you know, approval to the DAC and you got your, you P605. Oh, yeah. They want to come, <laughs> they want to come through for the free chicken wings on Friday, free to them, but not to you because you got a membership. <laughs> and then shout out to the people when you don't have that. Right, and absolutely. Y'all still eating the wings, well, you still eat, right? But you just eat them at the house. Or you now. eat them at the or, house, or, right. or, or or you sharing that twenty dollar Planet Fitness membership? Oh, oh, <laughs> share oh you the, got the Netflix password. There we go. <laughs> right, did you share amongst your, your absolutely your crew? Yeah, and um, listening to you all, I just want to continue to remind everybody that's listening and extracting extracting these principles is number one: you got to identify who's at the table. Who can you who can you emulate? Then number two, you got to make sure you connect to them in another way as far as being able to help serve and help their help their vision materialize. So you got to be in a position to serve. 
Number three, you got to make sure that you're staying focused in what you're doing and that you're running your race, not comparing yourself to other people. And then you brought up a one, another word when we talk about friendships. There has to be a level of accountability that keeps you authentic. Yeah. Yeah, that keeps you, you know, as you say, the kids say, we, hey, we keep it 100. All around here, we've got to make sure we keep it real because people can discern phoniness. Mm-hmm. And I, there are people who, you know, have these fabricated lives and – you know, it looks really good, but there's no substance. It's only so long. Yeah, it's only so long. But one Fake of the things about is, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's only so long. And then you got some good wisdom because we, we're rounding out uh, with about 10 minutes left. Um, got that good wisdom that if you are out there engaged and you all may have reduced it just to producing a baby and having sex but if you're engaged in activity that you know is not going to produce a fruitful end or that may produce an end for you that you're not intending then you need to just cease the activity it's really just that simple it's a it's a it's a four-letter word and the word is stop yeah yeah yep just stop so um, we want to get into some of the upcoming events and things that you all have going on. So I know Jacquees with Build Institute. I'm excited about the corner that's coming. Talk to me about that. So the Build Institute, I'm trying to pull up so I can give you the the right facts here. Well, we're cu- currently located off Bagley, but we are going to be moving to a new building right there near in the PAL, right there on the corner of Michigan and Trumbull. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a new um, facility. Uh, there, which is totally awesome. And they, we're running a patronicity campaign right now to raise the funds to, to get that popping. So today is giving Tuesday, giving Tuesday, giving Tuesday and Facebook. I mean, regardless if you give to build or whoever nonprofit you want to support, uh, Facebook and PayPal are matching donations. So even if you want to just drop that hot five, you know, and not eat a hot and ready and take a lunch, you know, uh, tomorrow, don't eat no more Thanksgiving food though. Cause you probably go get sick. Yeah, but um, Ply said you're going to get worms, right? Isn't that what he said? Ply said he was he was on Instagram saying if you ate the four day, they got worms now. Yeah, something's wrong. So, yeah, so Build is going to have a new uh, inclusive innovation hub for Detroit entrepreneurs at the corner on the side of the old Tiger Stadium is a workspace is going to have classes, events, meetings, collaboratives and uh, retail. So, yeah, you guys are also selling your Build box. Yeah, you got the, yeah, you got the build box. Okay, what's you know? in that build box? Um, it's locally owned businesses. So you tell me if I was Detroit to my heart for real, I need one of these boxes. Yeah, you definitely need one of those boxes. Sounds like I need one. You okay. get yeah, go to build.org. All right, build.org. Yep. And Detroit Soup, which is, you know, a part of Build, you yeah. know, and they participated, you know, in Build. What sure. is talk to me about Detroit that. Soup is really, really, really cool. For any budding entrepreneurs or you doing any social work, you basically so how it works is people go, anybody can go, and you make we make a suggested donation of ten dollars. You get you give ten dollars and you get a vote and you also get soup and, and different food so prior to coming into the pitch competition different businesses have um, uh, um, applied to soup and they select let's say six businesses so you're here to pitch so you hear all the six pitches how many ever they are and with your vote you can cast a vote to the organization that you want to win okay. now the cool thing is the winner gets to take all the money from the door Oh, wow. So Let's it's go. totally legit. I mean, and you don't have to be necessarily formed. You don't have to be an LLC or a partnership or a corporation. You can just be Joe Blow in Redford, 
you know, want to do a community garden. You know, this guy just loves gardening. He wants to take the garden into a new level. You can come and pitch your idea. So Detroit has some uh, some neighborhood soups coming up on um, December second. Tw- okay. In Hamtramck. All right. And um, and also December second at Spalding Court. So for more information, just go to DetroitSoup.com. Okay, thank you. And uh, Reverend Torian Bridges. The common, so you know, you might do a Commonwealth Garden out there. Yeah, go to I mean, Detroit we, Soup. We go to know? Detroit. I totally made that up. Hey, yeah, no, I, I know, I know I you mean, made it up, but, but I'm sitting here thinking, yeah. and said, yeah. The, if you want to be Joe Blow and Refer, <laughs> I was taking. Okay, well, yeah, I got to get some soup. And, and the and the reality, <laughs> <laughs> but the reality of it is, and not to talk about community gardens because that is not what we what we're sharing about. But you know, when we since we had this moment. We have to talk about how we got to get back to those agricultural roots, you know, because Michigan we know agriculture yeah, college. Yeah. Michigan agriculture college. Yeah. OK. Oh. I hear you. He said Michigan yeah. agriculture. Yeah, yeah. Michigan. Michigan agriculture. It's the pioneer land grant institution. OK. All right. So uh, as we move forward, you know, beyond this rivalry between. <laughs> sta- I just want you to know. Bill, I mean, the pioneer. I hear I hear what we're saying pastor. is please make sure that you. Are, uh, and I'm, I'm an Indiana boy. So I grew up in Indiana. We had a garden every year. And that's why I don't have a garden now because I had to do a lot of work, you know, then. You've tilled all yeah, the time. I have tilled the ground. I have turned the soil. Come I have on, chopped. Preacher. I have made the rows. I have snapped the peas. I have cut the greens. I have pulled the watermelons, got the potatoes, got the tomatoes. You know, so and beans. yeah, and beans and, and, no, and all those things. And all and see, I didn't get a chance to shout out my pastor, for, yeah, pa- no. Pastor Barry, a Church of Messiah, two three one East Grand Boulevard. Okay, Pastor Barry, Church of Messiah, we want to send all the love to you, and I'm encouraging everybody that's listening. If you do not have a home church, make sure you go to the Commonwealth of Faith. The Commonwealth, um, no, <laughs> go over there I, yeah. and make sure you wear maize and blue. Uh. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, or Church of the Messiah. Yeah, <laughs> or Church of the Messiah with Pastor Barry. Or Kano's International Church with Pastor Chief Apostle Dr. Carolee Dixon. So tell us what you got coming up. Uh, we have Sunday service and Tuesday night Bible study. Tuesday night Bible study starts at 630. That's why I was running late. Okay. Sunday's service is uh start at 10 a.m. We're pretty much done by 12 o'clock. So you can go home and watch those horrible Lions play football. Okay. Um. Or you can go to actually brunch or you can do whatever. Um, we are adopting five families for Christmas during our Christmas outreach program called the Christmas Connection. You can find that information on our website, www.commonwealthoffaith.org. And also, if you need a house, my wife Jasmine is the best realtor and she sells out of Keller Williams Farmington. So that's all the upcoming events we have. Oh, excellent. Oh, wait, I forgot. We got one more. Our grand opening service is January 6, 2019 at 23705 Plymouth Road, Redford Township, Michigan at 10 a.m. The first Sunday of 2019. All right. Shout out. So I also wanted to say, because I may have some of my Washington Parks family, when I was the dean of students at Washington Parks Academy, which was a Cornerstone Charter School, it used to be called Cornerstone Redford, right out there in the old Bishop Borges. Oh, yeah. And so... Yeah, so I used to be the dean of students out there. So all of my family at Washington Parks, if you're looking for a great church with a pastor who has awesome integrity, uh, I vouch for this man of God who is not just uh, my friend, but he has served. You heard of his track record. He served under Pastor Kenlock with Triumph Church and helped to grow the church from 10,000 to 30,000. Well, he doesn't want me to say that. Yeah. All right, so I, I, I'll retract that. But, I, but he was part of the team. You were part of the I, team. I was part of the team. Yeah, so 
I was like Does the Pastor water Kellogg boy. Know who you are? Yeah, Pastor Kellogg knows who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Just joking. Yeah. So shout out and uh, once you make sure you stop by. Uh, some of you all went by there for, harvest for the harvest night. So some of the students came by, and at the harvest night, you had resources there. We had Thaw was with us. Thaw, the Detroit Parent Network, DPN, um, Autism International, or the Color of Autism. That's what it was, and there were several other organizations. Thaw gave out, I think, like thirty-four thousand dollars worth wow. of heating assistance that night. That night. That I, night. Yeah, I saw. And it was just amazing because we are a very small church right now, and it was three hundred kids. We gave we had over sixteen thousand pieces of candy. All of it was donated. Amazing. So yeah, it is Giving Tuesday, and if they want to give to Commonwealth of Faith, how do they do that? Go to our website, CommonwealthofFaith.org. That's C O M O N Wealth W E A L T H of Faith.org, and click the tab. It's going to say Giving. Okay, great. And if they want to give to Build Institute, yeah, Build.org. B U I L D. That was really easy. Oh, great. (laughs) And if you want to give to Ebron and Associates, uh, you can just go ahead and purchase the book. Go to Amazon right now. Look up Andre Ebron, The Drawing Board. We talked about one of the chapters in the book today. Everything is on go. As soon as you make the decision to commit yourself to your vision, your ideas. And I'm talking about if your vision is not scaring you, then your vision is not big enough. If your vision does not require you to include God in prayer or meditation in your faith, then it's not big enough. If your vision does not require you to connect to other team members in your community to help bring it to pass, it is not. Not big enough. Everything is already on go. You have to have the tenacity. You have to have the commitment. You have to identify those who you want to emulate. You have to make sure that you stay focused and run your race. Run your race. Get up off the couch right now. Put down whatever it is you're holding. Write up that business plan. Go to Detroit Soup. Contact Commonwealth Gardens that are getting ready to be <laughs> that's getting ready to be made, and make sure that you connect with Ebron and Associates because my goal is to let you know that your future is not behind you. Your future is not before you, but it is within you. My name is Andre Ebron. I am the host and the founder of the Drawing Board Podcast. Thank you all for joining me. Jacquees, I appreciate all the wisdom that you gave, keeping the humor light, making sure we have fun. Uh, my brother Torian, I already know we're getting ready to cut up. Uh, if you need a blessed bunt, too. This guy a blessed be- what? Bunt. bunt. B-U-N-T. Oh, see, <laughs> see, she was taking it somewhere else. Yeah, blessed. Bunt K. It, it'll, be we- it'll be legal December yeah. 6th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Milo, <laughs> no, so pieces. listen, as we listen, you know, I was running my race. I was running, running my race. And, and no, but uh, he also has pound cakes that he makes and oh, he sells. So, but bunt, yes, B U N D T, yes, bunt, yes, right. <laughs> Let the Lord bless you tonight, hey, man. So, listen, God bless you all as we prepare to close out. Uh, remember again. Let's go ahead and go to Amazon, get this book. I have some some physical copies here. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, just let me know, and I'll sign it personally to you or to those who love. It serves as a great stocking stuffer, the Drawing Board Podcast. And peace out.